afternoon, Raleigh, North Carolina. This is Package Live Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. And we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM, Raleigh. I'm Benjamin Denton. I'm John Hinton. And we are absolutely stoked, thrilled, ecstatic to be coming at you live, one of the premier college radio stations in the nation, keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with all the NC State sports. John, how are you doing on this fantastic Thursday afternoon? I'm doing pretty splendid, man. How are you? I'm also doing splendid. I Why? wasn't going to use splendid. You can't just steal my word. Like I, that. I just it was kind of an improvisation on my part. I did mm. have to steal the word there. It was okay. a, it was a good. I always say I'm doing fine or I'm doing okay or Man, I'm doing fantastic. It's a, it's a copycat league. It is. It's a copycat it is. league. So it's the beginning of the semester for me and you. Right. And everyone that listens deeply loves and cares about both me and you. Yes. So definitely. I figured it was a good good time to just do a checkup on how our semesters are going. So how is your semester going, John? What kind of classes are you in? Um, I'm in four classes. I'm taking two English classes and two communication classes. Edge of your seat stuff. Two are, yeah. Two are online, two are in person. I only have to go to class from 1.30 to 2.45 on Monday through Thursday. So I'm doing pretty good right now. Working a lot and school is kind of on the back burner. Just trying to graduate. How about you? Senior year. Yeah, I don't have Friday classes, as we've talked Same. about previously, yep. mm-hmm. which is amazing. I'm taking like a religion class for, uh, for like it meets a requirement. Beekeeping class meets a requirement. A couple of comm classes and then an internship class, which I get that credit for also doing the show here at WKNC, which is a really baller move. But that's yeah. me and John. Ben <laughs> recently got uh, an internship opportunity as well. Oh, yeah. Maybe. 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 Okay. We'll see. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to say any more other than that because it's not okay. like confirmed yet. But I am getting internship credit for the show that we do here and right. then some other stuff that I do at WKNC. Yes, because we put in a lot of work. We do. We do. We do. But speaking of the work that we put in, John, what's coming up for the rest of the show today? Well, we have an all new segment that we're going to bring to you at oh, the end yes. of the show um, about the NFL. We're going to talk some college football, talk some NC State. We definitely have volleyball and men's and women's soccer, which are pretty much the only non-revenue sports in full swing right now. So, yeah. Men's soccer. Last week, Longwood Lancers coming to Dale Soccer Field in Raleigh, coming off of a tough loss. We came back and we defeated Longwood one to nothing for our second win of the season, absolutely dominating I just, them. I just got to say, Longwood Lancers is a very strong name. Sounds like a, a middle school to me. It's very, very strong. Middle school name. Okay. And we outshot them eighteen to three, including eight to one with shots on goal. Yeah, we scored uh, the only goal in the thirty-fourth minute. Tyler Gabara, he had a free kick, uh, put it in the box to uh, Jamie Smith, who headed it. It was saved. Pablo Pedregrosa, he put the rebound in the far post, and he was also fouled on the shot. So call that an and one in soccer. Yes, and one in soccer. The this rare way. and one, pretty awesome. <laughs> This was uh, Greg Kiefer's 20th win at NC State and uh, in now his uh, third season mm-hmm. for the team. Vinny Durand, who is in for Leon Croft, who's out for the year, 
he earned the first shutout of his career as a redshirt senior. Yes, so a good showing all around from the pack, uh, beating Longwood Lancers. Again, a strong team name. Middle school name. We tied, uh, all right, well, this is coming from the guy who makes inappropriate jokes every 30 seconds. Hey, well, listen, this we're, they don't know this. They only hear me on the radio. Yeah, they only hear the, the one time a week when you're professional. Okay, well, that's a valid point. Mm. <laughs> Moving on, William and Mary, first road game of the year. We went up to the Tribe, and we tied them one-to-one in our th- second double overtime game in three games. Yeah, you got to think those legs are getting a little tired, but we did outshoot uh, the Tribe 20-10 to with 8-4 to um, shots on goal. Uh, we-, we had a chance to win the game in the 109th minute, but uh, Gabe Machado's shot went off the left post, Got it past the keeper, but um, was not able to convert. David Loera scored the first goal in the 81st minute. It was a beauty. Um, a right-to-left curver that went from the right side to the left box uh, into the left corner of the of the goal. Dribbled between three defenders, and yeah, he's our best player without a doubt. He is just ridiculous. And the, the sad part for other teams that play us is... You never know when he's going to decide to take mm-hmm. it himself because he's always looking to facilitate. But Exactly. He's like the Steve Nash of basketball. If he wants to drop 40, he's going to. If he wants to pull a Messi, he's going to. I requested to follow him on Instagram because he's yes. so awesome. And it, it like I don't know if he's seen it or not. He probably did and just said, nah. It's a shame. This guy makes too many inappropriate jokes. That's not... What? Okay, anyway. <laughs> Coming up next, we host Boston College Saturday night at 7 p.m. Dale Soccer Field. There's no home football game mm-hmm. this weekend. So yes. there's absolutely no reason you can't make your way out to Dale, which I will be doing at 7 p.m. on a Saturday night because the game is over by 9, so plenty of other things to do after the game. Yes. If you're doing those kind of things at 7 o'clock, you're just lame. So just go to the soccer game, support the team, it's going to be great. Yeah, we do host Boston College Saturday night. Like Ben said, that's opening up ACC play. Mm-hmm. So look for higher quality opponents from here on out. Um, ACC, again, one of the best conferences in soccer, especially sure. in college soccer. Um, so, yeah, more to come from men's soccer. Moving on to women's soccer, we had the home opener hosting the Iowa Hawkeyes after starting the year on, uh, I think, three straight road games. We did drop it, although Iowa is very good. It drops us to 2-2 two and two on the year, and mm-hmm. Iowa is 5-0. and oh. Yeah, they scored in the 37th minute, uh, breaking a tie that was even in shots and goal in possession. We were unable to really get the equalizer. Um, we were outshot 13-4 to four in the game with both squads winning three corners. We were playing without Ziara King because she received a red card in the previous match, which leads to a suspension of, in the next game. But the game that we did have Ziara King... We beat Duquesne three to nothing, and that game was really never even close at all. Yeah, Jamie C. Joseph scored her first career goal, as did redshirt sophomore Lulu Gutenberger. Yeah, she actually had two um, goals. She provided the second and third goals. It's her first year as a captain, and she scored her first goals in this game. Now, Ziara King, of course, provided a spark instantly. She assisted Joseph on her goal in just the fourth minute, and that obviously proved to be the game winner. Uh, Gutenberger scored in the 25th minute to double the lead, added in the 50th minute, and then NC State kind of packed it in. Would you say that could be a silver and then a golden goal? Because of like anniversaries, silver anniversaries, 25 years, oh, and the golden uh, anniversary yeah. is the 50th. Yeah, I like that, yeah. Silver 25th and, and 50th minute. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like that, yeah. Silver and gold goal. See, I am smart. I've been telling you I didn't you this, say Don. you weren't smart. I mean, 
I said you make inappropriate jokes all the time. Which, yeah, it's not really smart, mm. but <laughs> it's enjoyable anyway. Pack we, outshot. Yeah, no, you go ahead. Go ahead, John. All right, thank you. We outshot Duquesne 23-4, to and they didn't really have a scoring opportunity until late. Uh, Jessica Berlin and Eden Milan, they made appearances in the goal. It was Eden Milan's first appearance, and they both contributed to the shutout, only having to save three total shots on goal. Next up is Minnesota. That's on Thursday tonight, a true road game against another Big Ten opponent. Yeah, so that's what you got for soccer. Lastly, with our last but not least, is for our last non-revenue sport is volleyball. Mm Mm-hmm. We went to the Richmond Classic, and then we hosted ECU, and it has not been a... VCU. VCU. No, well, we then hosted ECU after the Classic, is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. But... I misunderstood you. Wasn't a great week. Going to tell you up front, wasn't yep. our best week. We did go 0-4, but we'll hit you with some of the highlights. We lost to VCU in three sets, did get a rough start, but the third set... The third set, we did at least make close, losing that 25-23. to 23. Yeah, Daniela McDonald, she led the pack with her second consecutive nine-kill performance. She hit uh, 421. Jessica Kemp, Melissa Evans, they both had seven kills, and Kaylee Frazier had 15 digs on the defensive end. Yeah, in the next game of the three-game tournament, as is very common with volleyball, we did lose to UC Santa Barbara 3-1. to one. Um, The first set, we kind of got... Uh, beat handily uh, 25 to 17, but the second was closer, barely losing that one, and then winning the third one by two, 25 23, and then losing to the last one, 25 22. So a close ga- game throughout, except for the first set. We did have good individual performances Nina Sharpton and Daniela McDaniel. They both tallied double doubles. Sharpton had 15 assists and 12 digs, and McDaniels had 20 assists and 10 digs. The third 20 assist performance for McDaniels in Four matches. Kaylee Frazier, Sharpton, McDaniel, McDonald, they all had career highs in digs as uh, Kaylee Frazier led the way with 21. On the next game, the last one of that tournament, we uh, faced the Crimson Tide of Alabama. Um, I guess you could say flat tide. It's the opposite of roll, but they did win. So it, yes. if they did lose, we could have said flat tide rather mm-hmm. than roll tide, but yeah. they won. So I don't know I why I brought Al- that I hate up. Alabama. Me I too. hate Alabama. I really do. It's the football program's the worst. Anyway, they did beat us in volleyball <laughs> three to one. We did win the first set. So the other yeah. games we started out in a hole, but then Alabama came back and beat us the next three sets, and some of them were not as close. So not our best game. Yeah, it was a lot of self-inflicted errors as we did have a season high seventy-five digs on the defensive end. Um Evans, Terry, and Parchment, they grabbed three blocks each on the defensive end. We were in a back-and-forth matchup, 24 ties and 8 lead changes total in the whole match. Um, We did get 13 kills from Melissa Evans and 11 from Lauren Terry, but ultimately Alabama won. Yeah, and so tough tournament to go into Richmond and take three losses, but we came home to Reynolds Coliseum and we're hosting the Pirates of ECU, which we had just handily beat in football, but ECU (laughs) came back from being down 0-2 and won the final three sets to beat us 3-2 to two and get the win in Reynolds. Yeah, that puts NC State now at 2-4 and four on the season with those four straight losses that we just told you about. Um, Melissa Evans led the Wolfpack with 14 kills. Jessica, Jessica Kemp had 11 as a season high. Um, Nina Sharpton had a career-high 24 assists. Um, is the first meeting between ECU and State since 2011, and the teams were Pretty much even the entire match with ECU just winning the fifth set and taking it home, which stinks. 
But um, a lot of I saw a lot of people were at the game. A lot of friends I saw like yeah. on their social media they were at the game. So the good thing is that they're at Reynolds. So mm-hmm. like just like Dale Soccer Field, you can walk to it. You don't have to drive anywhere or request tickets or anything like that. Yeah, it's free on for students. Most Friday nights, the soccer games and the volleyball games are getting put at the same time, so you could just go back and forth between them. I guess. Mm-hmm. I just go to the soccer games, but I do. I am going to try to go to the volleyball game, like a few of them this this semester. We do have um, one tomorrow. Um, Iowa State. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Western Carolina at four. We play Iowa State Saturday at one, and App State Saturday again at six thirty. That's the Appalachian Invitational over in Boone at App State. So unfortunately, people can't go to that one. But yeah, that's all we have for uh, the non-revenue sports. We're out of Amethyst Kai um, music. Well, she actually played in Raleigh yeah, Tuesday night. But it's John- a shame we didn't get to go see it. I didn't find out until the night before, and so John couldn't go, so I didn't want to go by myself, so I didn't end up going to see her, but it was really cool. She's a really good artist, but mm-hmm. this week, we have someone new who I found. His name is Kale Baxley, and we're going to play a song for you called The Shakedown Blues. We'll be right back on 88.1 WKNC. Oh, 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 
Packers Life Sports Show, Benjamin Denton, John Hinton. That was Shakedown Blues by Kale Baxley. A groovy little tune. Hope you enjoyed it. They absolutely did. I picked it out. They had to have enjoyed it. There's simply no other way that could have gone. Exactly. Anyway, we're going to talk about football. Football is off to a good start playing bad teams, but we're beating bad teams badly, which is good. <laughs> that's a good that's a good way of putting it. It's a it's you know, it's not a bad way to put it. Yeah. I would say it was a good we analysis. We moved to 40 uh, uh, 2 to nothing, beating Western Carolina 41 to nothing. Honestly, we probably should have won like 70 to nothing, but that's okay. Got off wow. to a slow start. But I mean, Western Carolina is not even FBS. Still though. Still. Not winning, an FBS Imagine team. winning a game 41 nothing and going, "Oh, we should have won 70." I watched some of the Oh, come on, man. I watched some of the highlights. A lot of the defensive players for Western Carolina were like my size. Yeah. I should not be on a D1 football field. That's all I'm going to say. I hear that. I hear that. That's all I'm going to say. You're right. You're <laughs> right. And I'm saying I could have made the team. Well, look, at least I have a forehead capable of being in the NFL, okay? Yeah, we've we've seen that with Peyton Manning. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we struggled to get going early, though, only scoring three points in the first quarter, but then we had three straight touchdown drives in the second 24 to nothing at halftime. We outgained Western Carolina 540 yards to 106, uh, 309 to 8 in the rushing attack. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt McKay had a pretty solid game. Overall, uh, 200 yards passing and a touchdown. We did get to see a little bit of Bailey Hockman. He threw for 39 yards, looked pretty solid, but at that point, the game was over. We were mostly just running out the clock. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for West Virginia. Coming Mama. Up, this set, yes, I love that song. But I'm excited. I'm excited to play West Virginia because um, West Virginia stinks. I mean, without the legend of Will Greer, like what well, are they? Yeah, exactly. The legend of Will Greer. I, this is kind of a revenge game for NC State mm-hmm. because West Virginia refused to reschedule the home, our home, um, you know, side of the home and home that mm-hmm. we agreed to them with. So um, I hope we beat the brakes off them. I hope that. There are no fans in the stadium at the start of the fourth 70 quarter. 70 to nothing? 70 to nothing? No, I don't think 70 to nothing. I'm thinking 35-13. Well, if we did that, do you think Dana Holgerson would lose the rest of his hair? Honestly, I hope he doesn't because it's a good look. But um, Wait, are you being serious? Yeah, I'm being serious. Have you seen like seen how he looks when he Oof. takes off his hat? Yeah. Like just awesome. shave already. He wears a visor and he has and he's bald on the top of his head. He owns but, like, it. He's it's not, a good look. He's, he's a college football coach. He's not bald though. He still has like some random hair That's staying why behind. That's awesome. He it just looks, owns it. He looks like he walked through the hurricane with that hit here when <laughs> West Virginia didn't come here and then the rest of his hair left but there was a couple of those really stubborn strands. He just he owns it, man. I think it's a good look. But uh, West Virginia, they barely beat an FBS team. Uh, JMU, granted, JMU is a pretty you know outstanding Division II football team, but barely beat JMU um, at home and then got walloped by Missouri 38-7. to Yeah, but Missouri's in the SEC, John, so they're practically an NFL team. Okay. Well, your SEC hate goes a little bit too far. I'm just going to say that right now. I have the most unbiased opinion you'll ever Nobody hear thinks sports. Missouri's good at football because they play in the SEC. It's all about top-heavy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The SEC is miles better than the ACC in football. Maybe right now. I'm just saying they get overrated every year. That's Always have. Okay. Happens right. every year. But, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, we had a really good rushing attack against Western Carolina. I hope we can do the same thing. Zonovan Knight had a really good game. That's a dope name, by the way. Yeah. I know I'm caught up on dope names today, but Zonovan Knight... 
is just the abs. Like he has Knight with a K on the back of his jersey. It's like if we wear black, he's like the Black Knight. It's pretty awesome. That is kind of cool. It's awesome, dude. I'm trying to think about all the things that can because I'm I'm a pun guy. Yeah. So if your name is Zonovan, other than like traditionally, I guess it would be Donovan, but like he yes. just went with the Z. It's awesome. Well, his parents did. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Z Knight. Yeah. Other good news for the pack. The game against Ball State, our next home game, has been flexed to a 7 o'clock game. Wait, 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 wait. On ESPNU. What's going to happen when I show up at Carter-Finley at 12? Uh, well, you'll pass out, but you'll be by yourself. Okay, all right. Pass out from heat stroke, but you'll be by yourself. This is exciting for me because I have to work until uh, 3 on Saturdays, so I really can't go to games that are at noon or even 3.30. So having a 7 o'clock home game against a team that we're going to beat and beat handedly going to be fun. A night I'm game? I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's on national television too. ESPNU. Ball State? Yeah. ESPNU, baby. I do have a question though. Yes. LeVar Ball. Is he there? Oh, because of Ball State? Yeah. Well, no. His ten, his kids don't attend college. Yeah, but don't you know it was named after LeVar Ball? It was not. It was. Google it. No, I'm not going to. This is terrible radio. <laughs> You can't say it's terrible radio just because I make a terrible terrible joke. Radio, it's good radio. We're entertaining people. Somebody out there laughed at that. (laughs) So yeah, but we are uh, we are playing the Ball State Cardinals. Um, They are one and one on the season with a loss to Indiana in their opening game and a dominating win against Fordham in week two. They play Florida Atlantic this week. We'll see how they fare. But again, we should be beating Ball State. So what about us? What have you seen from the team this year that may have surprised you a little bit? Honestly, I am surprised in our defense because we've only given up six points all year. And I mean, I know ECU and WCU, they're not offensive juggernauts. There wasn't wasn't long ago when ECU could drop 70. Exactly. Didn't they drop 70 on UNC last year? Wasn't that last season? I think that was two years ago. But, I mean, it was, it was, yes. Like yesterday Hold, in my heart. Holding any teams to six points in two games is impressive. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Especially so, in garbage time as well. Exactly. Yeah, we didn't even, you know, we didn't even give up any garbage time touchdowns. But I think our defense is looking good. Our offense looks like it can do enough. I have actually more faith in this team so far. I mean, granted, it's only two games into the season, but I have more faith in this team than I did in the team last year. Mm-hmm. Just because uh, they seem a lot more disciplined. We haven't seen turnovers, really, from um, either of the quarterbacks. We haven't seen fumbles. Um, we've seen strong defense, balanced rushing and passing attack. Like It seems more like a, a, a hard-work-driven team rather mm-hmm. than a talent-driven team, which I kind of like in college football. Yeah, I'll tell you what. What's scary, I think, for anyone else that is playing us, um, last year... We still had the bus. We had Reggie Gillespie, and Ricky Person was coming in as a freshman, and we were like, oh, my God, this kid is going to be good. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for him to be the bell cow running back next year. And mm-hmm. then Zonovan Knight comes in here. Yes. And he's just been balling out. And now we have a two-back system, which is killer in college football. We kind of have a three-back system because Jordan Houston also had 73 yards and a touchdown against Western Carolina. Mm-hmm. We really have a lot of variability in the backfield. Like, uh and McKay and, yes. can run as well. McKay can run as well. And in years past, we've had, um, like if Gillespie gets hurt or um, Naeem Hines gets hurt or anything like that, 
we've always had guys that like you know to step up so i see that again in this team i feel like dave doran likes to do backfield by committee mm-hmm. like jalen samuels um in the past never really was a workhorse of any kind but i mean he's gone to the nfl now and we've seen what he can do he didn't do a lot last week i he think did. he had like four yards well to be fair the, yeah. the steelers didn't do a lot last yeah, yeah, week they did not <laughs> i mean their best yeah. move was just getting rid of antonio brown mm-hmm. i agree they won the off season now I do, like, looking at our schedule, I think I said um, for eight, NC State, eight I, wins. I said eight or nine wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I see us getting to 4-0 oh, mm-hmm. uh, in non-conference play. Before we play Clemson? Before we play Florida State. Okay. okay. Now, Florida State, I think we'll win. All I, right. They've looked pretty bad. Um, I'm going to say we lose to Syracuse, beat Boston College. Syracuse got absolutely walloped, though, by Maryland. They did. But I think Maryland is on, like, Ohio State's level. Really? I do, actually. Yeah, they've scored like 112 points in their first two games, holding opponents to like 40 or something like That's that. That's more than Virginia's basketball team does in three games. Honestly. <laughs> You're right. You're right, yeah. Except when they win a national championship. <laughs> Which sucked. But um, I, I think we lose to Syracuse, Wake Forest, and Clemson. I think okay. we, I still think we go nine and three. I think we beat UNC in that last game. What if we transferred the Wake Forest uh, curse to ECU? Hmm. Do you think we could well, like pass you, it off? What do you mean, like, like cooties? Like just like since we like played ECU, yeah, and then we just kind of passed the Wake Forest curse to ECU, so that we can now beat Wake Forest. Oh, where um where we can't beat ECU, but we can beat Wake Forest. No, just make it so ECU can't beat Wake Forest, but oh, we can. That's not how curses work. I think it can work like that. I think the it's like only, a, the only way to beat Wake Forest, quite literally, play is to your potential. To, Play to your yeah exactly. Don't you're right. Don't play down to your opponent. You're the better team. Just be better. Just be better. You you see it all the time um, in college football where like Alabama not out. That's a bad example. Like um like Georgia. You know they'll mm-hmm. be in a dogfight or Michigan last dog week fight. against I see Army. What you did there. Yeah, I see what you did uh, there. Or Michigan last week against Army. It was fourteen to fourteen in the fourth quarter. Army has no business being that in that game in the big house. You know because Michigan. Well, I mean, yeah, everybody wanted Army to win. But, like, Michigan, you know, historically plays down to their opponents. That's what we do against Wake Forest. Literally, we just have to play as good as we can. We've circled that Wake Forest game already. However yes. many weeks in advance it is, we're just circling that as a pivotal game for yep, the season that's for a us. Nove- November 2nd. November 2nd. The week before Clemson. Oh, my gosh. It's already September. That's a back-to-back loss. It, why was it so hot today? September 12th. Why is did, were you outside today? Yes, I was. I wasn't outside a lot, but when I walked outside, mm-hmm. it was just oppressive heat. Yeah. Climate change. I mean, I guess. You guess. Scientifically proven. Let's talk about the rest of college football. So, that's your wheelhouse, John. LSU beat Texas. Did you watch any of that game? Nope. All right. Well, LSU two top 10 teams uh, against Texas. They went into Texas. Um, it was a really, really good game, probably one of the games of the year in college football. Um, Texas almost recovered an onside kick. They just caught it out of bounds and almost got his foot down. Um, it was just a really cool game. I think LSU is going to win the national championship. Really? Yes. They got... Um, do they have Bama this year? Uh, every year. They oh, play every Bama year. every year. But, but, I mean, uh, do they have them in the Bayou is what yeah, I was that's a good question. Let me look it up. Because I feel um, like that's a huge thing. But um, Joe Burrow's um, 
is like an LSU quarterback like you've never seen. It's pretty unreal. Like they run a they run a spread offense, a five wide receiver offense in the SEC. In the SEC, no it's way. really interesting. It's well, I mean LSU in years past they've always been like you know ground. Like, they want to beat BBU. Alabama nine to six in field goals, which was an actual game back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, but yeah, they beat Texas forty five thirty eight. They are on the road against Alabama. Oh no, they have Auburn and Florida at home. Okay. And Texas A&M at home as well. So pretty tough schedule, but honestly, like I really just, they look like they should have beat Texas by three touchdowns. Texas was just really playing like an incredible game and they still couldn't win. And Texas is a really good team. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm excited to see how that plays out. Um, here's, you, go no, ahead. I was just going to say, here's my take on LSU. All right. Best midfield logo in sports. I have to agree with that, honestly. Just the eye of the tiger. It is not even close. Yeah. Like the Panthers logo, after we finally have that instead of the NFL shield, which mm-hmm. is dope, not even close. The LSU logo is just the in, most beautiful. In any sport, like or football or basketball, hmm. midfield logo. Yeah, it has to be. Because most of the time, like Tuffy's. At, I, do, I do like the old Tuffy in yeah. the middle, uh, like at Reynolds games and stuff like that. It looks good, but hmm. I don't know if you... I feel like a, a midfield I'm thinking, logo I, yeah. is always going to look cooler than a court logo just it, because it's grass. It is really cool. It is really cool. I'm trying to think of a better one. I don't know if I can. You, I, think well, that, I think that's a great take. It's a fantastic um, take. I always have those. Yes, you do. I do like... I do like... Uh, I mean, honestly, they're the only one that doesn't just do their regular logo yeah. in the middle, which I think is why it makes it so special. Um, that's just... That's the... I think that's one of the coolest places to play college football. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just uh, Death Valley. Better than Clemson. I really, I'd love to see Cle- uh, LSU beat Clemson in the college football playoff. Just Tigers beating Tigers. Or Auburn. That would be my first choice. Is there another Tiger that could make it? Auburn, LSU, Detroit, Clemson, yeah. uh, Detroit Tigers. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think Memphis is that good. So, can't think they of They wouldn't get in Tigers. anyway. It'd be like Central Florida. They wouldn't let them in. Yeah, that's sad. That's still sad. Although they wouldn't have beaten Alabama, but I'm gonna Tigers in college football. You know, um, I have another question. Go for it. Is Mac back? Mac is not back. Mac is not back. <laughs> Actually, what does he lack? I, <laughs> I think Mac. Uh, we're talking about Mac Brown. Obviously, yeah, stay on track, coach of UNC. Um, I think Mac has got UNC on an emotional high right now. And they got a good win against South Carolina. They got a great win against Miami. Mm -hmm. And you can only ride emotions in football for a couple weeks. This is not March Madness. Yeah, when they finally lose, it's really going to smack. Exactly. (laughs) You were just waiting to say that. Yes, I was. I'm still thinking. The gears are grinding. I'm going to get some more. Now, UNC fans are getting really, really excited (laughs) because... Quite frankly, they never beat NC State in football, regardless of how many times they like to brush us under the table and say not our rival. They just they can't beat us in football. So they're finally, you know, they're really excited to have a rivalry with NC State, whether they win or we win. I think we win just because I think we're better. I think if we win, we'll have some class. We'll have some tag with it. 
I'm not going to respond to that. My favorite thing about that last couple minutes there was you were actually having a legitimate take or a sports yes. take. And I'm just sitting over here grinding my gears in my brain to try mm-hmm. to figure out words that rhyme with Mac, back, lack, track, tack. Baby got back. Yeah. Mac is back. Yeah. So we already used back. So I wasn't yeah. going to recycle it. Yeah. Does Mac have back though? He probably does. Let's move on to some more of the rest of college football. Um, Jalen Hurts playing for Oklahoma is probably my Heisman pick right now. Is Oklahoma the new QBU? I think it has to be. They're about to, if Jalen Hurts keeps going uh, on the the track that he's on this season, I think he wins the Heisman. That's three straight Heisman quarterback winners from Oklahoma. Uh, two were number one picks. Jalen Hurts probably won't be a number one pick, mm-hmm. but he likely will get drafted and um, start and start. Uh, Potentially start right away. Um, well, let's go over. NC State quarterbacks starting right now are Percet, yeah. Rivers, and Wilson. Yes. Backups in the NFL are Finley and Glennon. Yeah. And uh, is that five? Is That's that all five. we have? That's five, yep. And Oklahoma just has what? Um, Murray Land- Landry and Landry Jones, Sam Bradford. Murray and Baker. Ba- Murray and Baker, yes. Is Bradford in the NFL right now? Where is he at? Um, he might not be signed right now. But he's... There's no way. They signed Josh McCown. Why would you sign Josh McCown? He's like 41 and not Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford is not employed currently. Wow. Not employed currently. Okay, so they only have Landry Jones, Kyler Murray, and Baker Mayfield. So yes. even if they get Jalen Hurts, they're not going to be QBU. Yeah, but we're not going off the numbers. I mean, you said it yourself, Kyler Murray's going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't really count Russell Wilson as a state quarterback in terms of being an alumni. Like he had some great years here, but we ultimate, made Russell Wilson. Ultimately, John. what we made Russell. Yeah, Wilson, we made John. Russell Wilson, and then he went and won a Rose Bowl with, with Wisconsin. He wasn't going to get drafted that high until he went to Wisconsin. That's just the facts. He might have if he had stayed, mm-hmm. but he couldn't make his mind up about baseball or or football. And Glennon so, was good for us too. Glennon was good for us too, but he might be the worst backup in the league. Really? Honestly, yes. You know, I love we, him. you know we have Kyle Allen on our football team, right? Yeah, I do know that. I would, I would rather have Kyle Allen than Mike Glennon. I really? Think. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, love Mike Glennon, but... Wow, okay. Do you, though? I mean, yeah, I was glad to see him get paid by the Bears a few years ago. That was hilarious. $54 million or something like that. Speaking of getting paid, Brissett got paid and he doesn't even have an agent. Yeah, that was pretty baller. Said he didn't want to have to pay someone to... Like say BS yep. on his behalf. He got he got a two year extension with the Colts, no agent, so he gets the he gets the one hundred percent after tax cut of his paycheck. So basically, he's making like thirty four million instead of thirty million. Really? Well, like in like if he was making thirty four with an agent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was poorly worded, but yeah, he knew when his value was the highest, and he capitalized on it. So mm-hmm. good on him. Yep. Also had a good game versus uh, the Chargers as well. He did. Although people who think the Colts are going to be good are lying to themselves. Because, oh, including me. Yes, including you. Because um, outside of Andrew Luck, that team was really not built to win. Mm-hmm. Um, they had um, a lot of cap space this summer, and they didn't use it. And then their best player retired. You know, Brissett is up. It's going to be big. I hope so, but I don't see it. Do you want? To continue talking college football or take our last song break and come back and talk NFL. Pretty much pretty much talked all that I can about college football for now. I didn't know if that was possible. The SEC has three of the top four teams. 
Oh my God! Georgia, uh, um, LSU, and Alabama. I know. Who can beat them though? You you say they're overrated, but who can beat them? Well, that's just the top of the conference. I'm just saying the whole of the conference is overrated. Well, I think what yeah, but you look at any other conference, and I think only the Big Ten could really rival them. Mm-hmm. But their level of teams are about the same level as SEC, except for the top. And I think that's where it goes to the SEC. They are the best conference. No, I'm not I'm not denying yeah. that. But you can still be the best and be overrated. I don't know if that's true. I think being the best is as high rated as you can be. Okay. I agree to disagree. All right. Do you want do you want to play your song or one of my songs? Play play the one I picked out. Okay. John, this is his song. So yeah. if you don't like it, you can at him on Twitter. If you don't like it, you have no taste. Okay, all right, or that, that too. This is a Driftwood Seat by the Mighty Oaks. When we come back, we talk to NFL football and debuting a new segment that we have for you guys. So stay with us.
right, that was Driftwood Seat by the Mighty Oaks. Like I said, if you don't like it, you have no taste. We are talking football for the last 20 minutes of the show. Specifically, the Panthers. We'll start with them. What was your reaction? I was sad. <laughs> to the I was, first game, you were I sad. I was very sad. I was encouraged by our offensive line play in I one agree. respect because mm-hmm. Cam Newton wasn't under constant pressure, mm-hmm. but he did rarely have a clean pocket to throw to. Although the Rams have Aaron Donald and one of the best front sevens, I mean, pass rushes. I would say their, yes. their defensive line and then their secondary is really, really good. So people talking about, and we're going to talk about it in a second, about Cam not going downfield, but yeah, they have Marcus Peters, Aqib Tlaib, and a couple of really good safeties. That is one of the best secondaries in the league, and we have a couple of young, inexperienced, but talented wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So it's not the end of the world that yeah. Cam Newton wasn't going downfield. And again, he was doing those dinking and dunking throws because he rarely had clean pockets in a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the fact that he didn't get sacked more is probably more credit to Cam than it is to the offensive line. Okay. Because he was just getting the ball out. I would like to see... I, I agree with you. I think he did a pretty good job. Um, only one bad throw, like really bad throw on mm-hmm. the day. Um, he there, missed a couple throws. That he, were, did, he did miss a couple throws. I looked back um, on some of his incompletions, and he had a, like maybe one or two better options, and mm-hmm. he kind of just locked onto a target. That could be like... Um, I mean, obviously, you know, he didn't play all of preseason, and that's not really an excuse, mm-hmm. but it is the first game of the season. We got game two tonight against Tampa Bay. I wanted to see Curtis Samuel get involved. Yeah. I want Curtis Samuel in the game for fantasy reasons and for fan reasons because well, I think we're a better team when Curtis Samuel gets the ball. And he, I think, was starting with DJ Moore Yeah, he's well. the number two receiver. But he, I think he had like three receptions, but he, he was close to 15 or 20 yards of reception because yeah. when he gets the ball, he really goes with it. Yes, I just think he can be a guy who... Um, he can be a guy who averages like 17 yards a catch, but mm-hmm. we need those five catches. You know, we need those five catches, 85 yards from him. We don't need those three catches, 45 yards or anything like that. So, like, I want to see like a re- like a reverse to him at the start of the game, get him involved, mm-hmm. something like that. Because those kinds of plays, like you know, take pressure off the offensive line, mm-hmm. give Cam more time to throw. Like you said. And the offensive line also did a fantastic job. We didn't hear they Aaron did. Donald's they name did. until the announcers pointed out he had no stats recorded in the game. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. And that's a two-time defending uh, defensive player of the year. Yes, and there's only been three of those in NFL history, just to put some perspective on how good Aaron Donald really is. And Christian McCaffrey had 200 yards of offense, what, 128 rushing and 81 receiving or something yes. like that? Yeah, he was like pretty much our entire offense. He yeah, especially really, late in the game. We yeah, just had to keep going to him. Exactly. I mean, we couldn't even, like passing the ball at the end of the game was worse a worse option than running the ball was with mm-hmm. McCaffrey, which is a problem because um, we need to be able to throw the ball to, you know, manage the clock a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And But it, it is, you know, like, like you said, a bright spot to see McCaffrey go off like that. Like, I think he's, I don't know, you said earlier that you thought he was the best running back in the league. I think he's the most, like, he's the most utilized top running back in the league. And he's unique, too. Yes, he, he is very unique. I think I would still take Saquon Barkley over him, just from a pure talent perspective. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, um, McCaffrey is probably the most important running back in the league to his team's success. Yeah, and also McCaffrey is has the best hands in the NFL. He's not had a drop his whole career. Last, yeah, la- in the game they talked about, he had over a hundred catches last year without a drop. He doesn't drop the ball, and he t- he catches it a lot. 
Mm-hmm. He's not just a running back that gets it three times a game. It's integral to our offense that he's catching yes. passes out of the backfield, lining up in the slot, lining up out wide on some plays. Mm-hmm. There is no other player in the NFL that can do what he can do, and I I really, really hope we pay him. I, I know we shouldn't pay running backs, but... I would I would argue that Le'Veon Bell could do what he does. He's just in a, a different system, mm-hmm. in, an inferior system, I would add, uh, mm-hmm. in the New York Jets. Um, yeah, like when you look at what he did on the Steelers um, two years ago, like it was very similar to what McCaffrey did. He had a thousand and a thousand, which is what McCaffrey's going for. I think McCaffrey could get twelve and twelve. Yeah, honestly, like eighty yards a game receiving would put you at twelve hundred yards for the season. And that so, wasn't even a big game for him. Exactly, that wasn't even a big game rushing. Um, he just again eighty yards a game puts him at twelve hundred. So. I think he's going to be Offensive Player of the Year if we win seven or more games. Yeah. Hopefully we get to the playoffs because that would also help him be more likely to receive that award. Well, Also, I was saying that I was feeling sad watching that game, but what was encouraging was how sloppy we played and we're still in it. I know this yeah. is a reoccurring thing yeah. with Ron Revere teams of you know so close, um, just sloppy mistakes, and yes. it tends to happen. And DJ Moore fumbling the ball. Yeah. but He, he needs to work on his ball security. Like It was bad last year. First for one game, game of the year. yeah, one game. Yeah, for one game, but like... So he's got that out of his system, at least. I guess he got it out of his system. He did, he was, uh, Cam was credited with a fumble because the ball got batted down a little bit, but DJ Moore should have fallen on it instead of trying to pick it up and run with it. Yeah. And that's just a second-year player's mistake, which, I mean, yeah, he's a second-year player. It's still inexcusable. You got to fall on that ball. You got to know when to pick it up because that led to the Rams' first touchdown of the game, mm-hmm. and we never really had the lead. Well, this entire game. Also, p- talking about momentum is mm-hmm. what you're referencing. We were just marching right down the field on that first drive, just dicing them up like like a salad. Yes. Like, and then he got he had to get those extra yards, and three guys were around him, and one of them just went for the peanut punch and got yeah, the ball out. It's a shame. It really is. Um, you just you got to have better ball security because defensive backs are they're learning how to do things like that. You know, like peanut punch played for the Bears and for us on the uh, on the Super Bowl appearance year. Um, that's just becoming more and more common. You know, we've seen um, we've seen Dante Jackson do it. Mm-hmm. We've seen I've even seen James Bradbury do it, and he's really not that kind of corner. He's more of a quiet lockdown kind of coverage corner. But it's just um, if you're a receiver, you got to have the ball security that running backs have. Because mm-hmm. I've never really seen McCaffrey fumble. No, well, I think he did have a couple last year, but I think we got him. He had a couple, yeah, but uh, like. Relative to the touches that he got compared yeah, yeah. to DJ Moore, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, yeah, gotta have ball security. I'll tell you what I had said before the season that this is the best secondary we've had mm-hmm. since the dab on and Panthers that went to the Super Bowl 15 and yeah. one. Yeah, and we didn't go downfield a lot, but neither did the Rams. Yes, our pass rush was almost not there, and we had at least five or six plays that were covered sacks mm-hmm. because Jared Goff either didn't have anywhere to go with the ball or just didn't see the dude wide open in the end zone on the left <laughs> side because he was staring down his boy Cooper Cup on yeah, the right side. Exactly. Yeah, I thought the secondary did play very well. We didn't really give up big plays that often. It was really just the turnovers that killed us, mm-hmm. and the Rams were really good at converting those uh, you know, red zone opportunities into six. And to continue with my theme about sad, watching Todd Gurley towards the beginning really did make me sad yeah. because he's not the player... That even he, and was he never will be again. A year or two ago, yeah, yeah. Because arthritis just does not go away. And like it's I don't think it's talked about enough. He has arthritis in his knees. 
That's like a quarterback having arthritis in their throwing shoulder. Yeah. You know, it's really, it is sad. It was just tough to watch because who the heck is Malcolm Brown? And he was getting carries over Todd Gurley. In the red zone, yeah. One of the best running backs. Had the year, a couple years of some of the best running backs we've ever yeah. seen in the NFL. Two years straight of fantasy MVP. Yeah. What about the Bucks tonight? Well, we're going to get to this with our picks because I, yeah. I have the game. I have the Panthers as my lock. But what do you what do you expect to see tonight? What's going to be something that either makes you feel pretty easy about, pretty good about a win or, or a little bit nervous playing the Buccaneers? What are you feeling tonight? What makes me nervous is that the Panthers, just like NC State, play down to their opponent. Mm-hmm. But what makes me confident is Jameis Winston's performance last week against the 49ers. <laughs> uh, he had t- three interceptions. Two of them were ter- returned for touchdowns, which was actually the difference in the game. They lost by two touchdowns. So I really think um, their offensive line is a lot shakier than the Rams. Mm-hmm. We're going to get after the quarterback. We're going to f- force a couple turnovers. Look for the offense to be kind of conservative. I want I want to see Cam run a little bit. Oh, yeah. I want to see him run. He that didn't was a really... career low last, exactly. last uh, week. Yeah, Negative a two low. yards. And he only tried three times. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they didn't have any design runs. Now, Cam is a good passer. He's not the best passer in the league mm-hmm. by a long shot. He's really not. He's a quarterback. He's got to have um, his legs involved in the game. So if we want to score some points tonight, we got to take away that... Um, we got to take away that linebacker in coverage because if he's not going to run, they're not going to spy him. Mm-hmm. You know, so I want to see us run the ball effectively, which we can do. I want to see us throw it on first down as well. Oh, because that, that spreads out the defense a little bit. It's so predictable from North Turner every time. It's a run up the middle, first and ten. Yeah, but Mike I, Shula was worse Mike, significantly. Yeah, Mike Shula was definitely worse, but I think Rivera. I mean, I know Rivera doesn't run the offense, mm-hmm. but there's no way that Rivera didn't look at Nor- or talk to North Turner and say, "Hey, I want to be conservative on first down." Well, at least, um, at least in this past game, McCaffrey mm-hmm. was getting four to five to eight yards on yeah. those runs up the middle, which not yes. many people thought he'd be doing in yeah. the NFL. Yes, it was effective, but it's it's something that you can't really rely on if you're going to do the same play over and over and over. You yeah, know, for sure. You, you gotta you gotta trick the defense a little bit and. Um, like it'd be great to see a deep shot on the first play of the game. I think that could take the defense by surprise. I would love it. You were talking about what makes you feel easy, and you touched on Jameis Winston with yeah. three interceptions last week. Yes, I'll bet. Considering the context of the conversation, you can guess who has the most interceptions since 2015. Jameis. Yeah. Really? He was the number one. Really? Pick, and he has more interceptions than anyone oh, else in the NFL in that time span. Do you have the stat on who's second? Uh, I don't know who's second. I was oh, just okay. reading um, like a preview of the game, and they were talking about that. And mm-hmm. he has nine interceptions. The Panthers, and the last, um, I think, the last nine times we've played the Bucks, whoever has won the turnover battle has won the game. And Jameis Winston is yeah throwing the football like it's not crab legs, and <laughs> he doesn't care about it. So, I mean, I feel pretty good. That's why I have the Panthers as my lock mm-hmm. of the week, and. Another matchup that's going to be exciting to see. Yeah, that I've been watching since he came to the league is James Bradbury versus Mike Evans. Yeah, the first few times Bradbury matched up with Evans, which he's been doing since he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. He's been really good, but he's just so quiet. Nobody realizes this outside of Carolina. Mm-hmm. And last couple games, Evans, I think the last game he had 100 yards on a touchdown, but he was targeted like 12 or 14 times and yep. only caught six of them. Yeah, and Evans, in my opinion, is a top three receiver in the league. I have easily. to agree. Yeah. And one of the toughest guys to physically cover. 
just because of his combination of size, speed, and what he can do when the ball is in the air. Mm-hmm. But so we'll see about that. And again, hopefully we'll see more of a pass rush than what we saw versus the Rams. And you talked about this. Yeah. Rams have a good offensive line. Jared Goff keeps his jersey clean. So that was tough to get to him. And we really didn't. We did have the best special teams that we've had in like three or four years. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. made Kicker it Yeah, looked good. Joey Sly. Pretty pretty fly for a Sly guy, man. So you're picking uh, the Bucks. I mean, the Panthers tonight over the Bucks. Yes, that's as my lock. Your, that's your lock of What's the yours? week. Uh, I got the Browns over the Jets because Sam Darnold has mono, which is, I don't want to go into it. It's hilarious. Um, he's out for anywhere from two weeks to two months. Um, my upset is the Niners over the Bengals, which Ben says is not an upset, but I say I since like, the <laughs> Niners beat Tampa Bay last week, they're still a bottom five team along with Tampa Bay. Bengals look surprisingly good against the Seahawks, who I think are a really good team. So mm-hmm. I'm going to call it an upset. How about you? What's your upset? I got Washington over the Cowboys okay. after picking. And this is why. This is why. Yeah. Only because Dallas looked really good week one. That's exactly. Everyone's like, okay. how about the boys? Yeah. We the boys. You guys are going to lose to Washington. Okay. Week two. It's, All right. It's the most Dallas thing to do. All right. So Ben's one zero and one in his picks. I went one and one. Oh yeah, because the Cardinals because he tied. picked the Cardinals and the Cardinals tied. Um, we're gonna get to our new segment now. This is the uh, overreactions. We even now get NFL this NFL overreactions. We have music. It's yes. just instrumental. So I'm gonna go first. My overreactions for Week One because Week One determines the rest of the season. The Texans are going to miss the playoffs. I know they barely lost in New Orleans on a Monday night game, but that defense was unbelievable. And they even needed a penalty to go um, to go their, their way against the Saints that shouldn't have gone their way to even have a chance in this game. Texans are done putting the done chain on them. The Chiefs are going 16-0. Unbelievable performance, even without Tyreek Hill. Patrick Mahomes hitting Sammy Watkins for three touchdowns. I think they're going 16-0. I think they're going 19-0 all the way to the Super Bowl. How about them boys? Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl. A what? dominant 35-10 performance over the Giants. It wasn't even close. Giants had no answer for Dak Money Prescott. About to make $40 million a year. They'll have, they won't be able to pay anyone else. And I got I got two more overreactions for you. If the Panthers lose tonight, the season's over. Overreaction. <laughs> that's a week two overreaction. Yes, that's a week two overreaction. Hit me with your last because one. Because of the result from last week. My best overreaction is that Gardner Minshew, not only does he look like Uncle Rico, I bet he could throw a football out of the stadium and over the mountains, but he's the next Tom Brady. John. I have some hot takes. Overreact me, Ben. John, you picked the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons of Atlanta. They're in Georgia. They're in Atlanta. They have Matt Ryan as their quarterback, Julio Jones as their wide receiver, and a couple of good young defensive players. You picked them to win the division. And John, the Falcons aren't winning a game this year. They're not going to win a single solitary game. They're going to go... 0-16. You know why, John? Do you know why? Yeah. They're trash, John. Yep, I know. They're in Atlanta, and they're trash. (laughs) And so is the NFC South. 
John. Baker Mayfield. You know I love him. Yeah. I you do. know I was excited when the Browns picked him number one overall. Oh, yeah. He's got the moxie. Oh, yeah. He's got the attitude. And he's going to take Cleveland to the next level. Not. Baker Mayfield is a bust. He's absolute garbage. This kid is the next Johnny Manziel, not just for how he played off the field and spiking the flag at Ohio State. That ended his career, John, after that 30-point walloping at home to the Tennessee Titans. Baker Mayfield is done, and so are the Cleveland Browns. I'm not done. Please don't be. Don't stop. (laughs) I do have one last take. All right, let's hear it. One last take. John? Didn't mean to do that, but we're going to restart the music for this fire last take. John, <laughs> let me tell you something right now. Yep. Cam Drell Newton. Been my favorite player since I was 12 years old, and I read in the newspaper that he threw an 86-yard touchdown, and my 12-year-old self thought that ball traveled 86 yards in the air because I never watched a football game. And I thought to myself, this kid can throw the ball 90 yards. We have to draft him. And we did. And he's been my favorite football player ever since then. Last week, John, what I saw was not 90 yards through the air. It wasn't 60. It wasn't 50. He attempted one pass, John. One pass that went 20 yards in the the air. That was just one. Do you know what I have to say, John? Do you know what I have to say to that? Hit me with it. Cam is done. He's washed up. We need to move on from Cam Newton. His arm is gone. He didn't throw down the field, not because the Rams are good on defense, but they have an elite secondary or Aaron Donald at the front of that defense. He didn't throw down the field because he can't. And do you know why he can't? Do you know why he can't throw down the field, John? Why? Because he's vegan. Cam Newton has been pescatarian ever since he came into the NFL. Pescatarian and vegan are not the same thing. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) The MVP of the league, he almost won the Super Bowl. And he's just been... He's changed it. Pescatarian is just eating fish, but not other red meat. And now he doesn't eat anything that a man eats because he's vegan, and that's why he's washed up. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed our overreaction segment. We're probably going to try to do this every single week overreacting to the NFL games with horrendous hot takes that may or may not be true. Everything that you just heard was 100% true and a a spectacular sports analysis by both of us. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. I'm Benjamin Denton. And I'm John Hinton. Bye, y'all.